Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, Jean Ginsberg here and welcome to another episode of Listen by Jean Ginsberg. Super excited. I have a very special t- guest today, Tara Hunt. How are you? Good. How are you, Jean? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for being here. I am very excited about learning what you've been up to. So let's uh, let's jump in. So first question I always ask is, tell us about your background so you can kind of give the audience some context. Great. Well, I'm excited to be here too. Thank you for having me. So context, uh, I have been in marketing for over 20 years. That kind of probably ages me a little bit for <laughs> your audience, but uh, I didn't actually graduate from university for any sort of marketing reason. I, I graduated in cultural studies. Um, I'm you know, more of a, I guess, uh, social science anthropologist type of person. And, uh, but I was really, um, into the internet. Uh, this was the early days of the internet. Um, and people were hiring people who understood the internet in marketing departments because most of their marketing departments didn't. So I put my cultural studies aside and I took marketing jobs and that really drove my, uh, career. And, uh, because I'm also fascinated with human beings, uh, it actually really, led to uh, me to come into marketing with a new perspective, which has really built my career along the way. That's fantastic. Okay, so tell us about what you're doing now. Then, So uh, my company that I run now is Truly Inc. Um, it is a um, more of a um, content consultancy but we do a special kind of content that really is about building relationships and connecting with uh customers based on a kind of a digital anthropological study of your audience and then developing a content strategy around that uh and that really that is finally using my degree and bringing it all together uh years later uh and i've been running it five years as of last week um this this particular company but um it's still i in my mind a little bit new to what i've been doing because um you know i worked as an independent i've worked uh for intuit i've worked for many other companies uh over over the years in this area wow that's very exciting so tell us specifically how is this content different from other content consultancies yeah, so uh, there are consultancies that uh, specialize in content that do kind of like storytelling content, right? Like that big hero content that create really um, amazing pieces, almost almost like a- advertising, but you know, a little bit more outside of that realm, not promotional, but in that beautiful storytelling way. There are agencies that produce. Um, more the straightforward 
collateral type of content that write, you know, about the business and technical documents and that sort of thing. And there are agencies that do SEO type content, right? They do the, you know, what's trending and we're going to pump out articles that make sure that they get you high on the SEO list. And we kind of straddle a little bit uh, between the SEO and the storytelling with a tiny bit of that corporate mixed in, um, but it's really all about your audience at the end of the day. So the residual effects of building content that your audience is going to love. Um, so it's not just like um, uh, future trend, amazing uh, content, like, you know, the uh, brand, we do some brand publishing stuff where you're talking about the trends in the industry or whatever. Um, which would be more on the storytelling side. And it's not just like cranking out those SEO articles. It's, you know, making sure that uh, if, if somebody is looking for solving a job to be done, right, I need to fig figure out how to fix this. And they're maybe not looking for a product to fix it. They're just looking kind of maybe to DIY it. They come across your content um, mm -hmm. at, that, at that point. So can you share just an example of, let's say, a client that you have had or currently have and how you've helped them create that content? Yeah. So we worked with the Canadian Real Estate Association, built their content strategy around this. And the, you know, their, their membership are realtors and are trying to sell houses. And so... Um, we, got, we went back to them and they we were like, let's talk, let's create a, uh, a publication that deals with the life cycle of, of a home buyer's journey from pre like dreaming of having, of owning your home all the way to actually like investing in your home. Uh, and then all the way back down to downsizing maybe someday. So we built content strategy around like what people would be searching for at each stage of that customer journey um, and uh, like drove up uh, time on site by like 2000% <laughs> and uh, brought in all sorts of, you know, in fact, we, uh, we were able to bring in all sorts of people who weren't thinking about selling their home or upgrading their uh, home to like they would come in and they would read the article and they would be like huh maybe I'll look around at houses and then they ended up contacting realtors so we actually we drove like some it wasn't the search intent wasn't to buy a home and find a realtor but we 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 were able to flip them and not through like sales content like hire a retail realtor today right. it was more like hey I'm here I might as well look at houses <laughs> So is it more like a how-to almost guide a lot of times is what you're helping your clients? It's almost well, like the, the end user would be like, this is a DIY and how to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes there's like that, if that is what your customer is looking for is like that DIY how-to guide in the case of the realtors it was. Uh, but we also work with Nokia, for instance, like that's a whole other end of the spectrum. And that type of content is more on, you know, like research, like uh, CSP type uh, 5G thinking kind of research when engineers and business leaders are thinking about how they plan the future networks, they're going to come across the content that we 
do for Nokia. So talking about like, um, you know, what's, what's the importance of getting a solid um, service orchestration model in place. And I know that may not mean much to many people that are listening to your, your podcast, but it's a, it's a search that, you know, would be important and relevant for their audience. And so we would want to write articles and guides around that. And it's less about how to, but like maybe more of a, why is it important kind of right. guide. And, and then like, there's another example. I mean, we, we've worked across multiple industries, right. which is kind of crazy because I get to be like a temporary expert on things. So the other, another one we work in is personal, like is in finance and wealth management. And we built um, a whole bunch of YouTube channels and podcasts for our uh, wealth management clients. And, you know, they, it's, that's more educational as well. It's not like you're going to invest DIY. Some of them will do DIY type investing videos, but which is funny because they also offer that, but it's, it's also like, it's just having people feel more comfortable around um, like ETFs, right? Uh, Like what's an, you know, an ETF and should I, you know, how should I balance my portfolio? things like that or think about that or what what should I know about that so it's a bit how-to and useful but it's also like just in general like educational as as well it's what people are searching for it's really about search intent um in that at the end of the day right so this is this is a, I think a good segue into the next point I was going to ask is so for our audiences who are listening, typically entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, what, if they were to take your strategy and kind of start an action plan for how do you create content that speaks to your audience, you know, what, what are some recommendations that you would provide? Yeah, so you need to find out, the recommendation is that you need to find out you know, the, the life cycle of your customer's journey. And at you know at what point do they go into a search engine to to start to research answers and this is even before they get to the the consideration phase this is still in the discovery phase uh quite often this is actually a story that i really like to tell because it it really demonstrates for um for a small business sorry somebody's ringing my doorbell work from home this is the fun part um but uh so on that side like there's there's there was when I was looking to lease an office for my um for my business um my real my realtor my commercial realtor was like okay so you're gonna get the lease do you want do you have a real estate um lawyer and I was like I've signed leases before I don't need a real estate lawyer um he's like okay fine and so then I was like wait a minute do I and then I went to google and I was and I was like um, do I need a real estate lawyer to sign a commercial lease? And all these answers came up and the top one was like a LinkedIn article that was titled exactly that. Do you need a real estate lawyer, you know, to sign a commercial lease? And I read it and it was like, okay, well, it says that you could probably do it yourself. Cool. Then I got the lease and it was like 80 pages long and I freaked out and I thought, no, I think I need one. But when I went back to that article that was still open, it was actually a real estate lawyer who had written that article on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to hire her because <laughs> she gave me good information that made 
means that she knows what she's doing. I don't really want to do it myself. I trust her because she was like, yeah, you could do it yourself. She didn't try to pitch me or sell me. And so like, it's a great example, I think, of really effective uh, content that was early enough in my journey. It wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't Googling real estate lawyers near me. Right. I was saying, do I need one? Right. And there's a lot of people before with their search intent before they're even ready to buy or even they think they know that there's a solution to their um their job to be done that is purchasable will start you know googling to see if they can solve the problem themselves and that is often as a small business where you want to be Right, because you you get to establish trust early on in right. The so it sounds cycle. like it's it's almost like frequently asked questions, right? That as a business, yeah. like you get uh, frequently asked questions from your prospective clients, right? Like I get a ton of them. Like, how do you create content? How do you run Facebook ads? You know, how do you yeah. do video or something like that? Like, I get those questions probably much all the time. So it sounds that like is almost the like start to your yeah. content calendar, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Whatever questions that you have on a like. A regular basis is like, okay, just start writing them down and you'll have a content calendar. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I always tell my clients. I'm like, what are your frequently asked questions from your prospective clients? Yeah. Write them down, start creating videos and content around that. So I, I like yeah. how you're, you know, how you're kind of repurposing that or like reusing that as like, take the FAQs and make them into content. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. And what kind of clients do you typically work with? You said you've worked with like uh, real estate organizations, Nokia. Yeah. So um, what? Technology. Is there, yeah. Okay. Is there a certain vertical um, or just all over well, the, across well, the board? Well, you know, where I prefer to work with clients is in what I call the boring industries where people, it's not like where people think are sexy, but it's like where the information is dense and obfuscated for the for the customer, for the end user. And so there's a lot of opportunity to provide educational content that's also very interesting and, and edutaining, uh, you know, as you will, right? So right. It, it's less dry. Right, absolutely, yes. Uh, that's part of <laughs> part of creating good content, right? I mean, you can get like good content, it's gonna be a little dry, but then if you can make it entertaining or funny, yeah. then that's always a positive one. Um, and I know that I have trouble with that about myself personally. It's like, how do you, how do you make it without sounding like a douchebag? <laughs> like, how do you make it funny without sounding like you're a dick or something? <laughs> well, and there's something, some industries like wealth management, for instance, that you can't, there's this like limits because of compliance right. Right. and and so you have to take compliance questions into question into like consideration as right. well as like how do you make how do you make like talking about financial things lighthearted without it coming across as um unprofessional right, right? 
Yeah, because I guess people in those industries are just very considered to be like, you have to know what you're doing. You have to sound professional. Otherwise, like no one's going to listen yeah. to you. Um, yeah, so I can totally. And how you how do you do that? Like inexpensively. Right. It's the like kind of that third leg of the chair because a lot of people will um, they'll they'll hire you know directors like really awesome big firms that can make beautiful content, but they'll one video will cost them like twenty five thousand right. dollars and that's it, right? And you know, one of the lessons that we try to teach is like we'll teach you how to do this yourself. So you can turn on that camera. You can flip on right. that microphone and create it going forward. That right. teach a man to fish model is really important, especially with a small business who can't afford right. to retain an agency like ours for more than a few months. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. I love that teaching how to fish. I do that all the time with my clients as well. It's like, instead of me doing it for you, I'm going to teach you and your team how to do that. Yeah. Um, and then the last question I always like to ask is kind of a, an open-ended question is what is your prediction for the industry? And that could be specifically your industry. It could be self-driving cars, AI, going <laughs> to Mars. I mean, anything that you want that's top of mind for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a big one, especially right now, because I feel like we're at a huge inflection point, right? With the way the world is, we've all been working from, well, you know, working from home, not sort of locked down. Whereabouts, like, I didn't ask where you're, where are you at? You're, I live in Denver, Colorado. Okay. So you're probably a little freer. It looks like you're in a more of a public place here in, I'm in Quebec, Canada. We are on curfew lockdown. Like we can't wow. be out past 8 PM kind of curfew lockdown. And I've been in some sort of lockdown mode since March in Canada, mm. right? They're taking it pretty seriously here which is good um, but it's also changing a lot of the ways that we're doing business and thinking about the world um, and, and you know it's been both an, a, an advantage for my business as, as well as a disadvantage so right out of the gate it was a huge advantage because guess what people needed real-time content that was level-headed and you know that was really good at connecting with people's fears and we're really good at that so we got a lot of extra work from our, our clients the problem is is the pandemic uh, raged on and still rages on our clients are feeling a little bit more uncertain so budgets are being cut uh, and they're like not spending as much on marketing um, mm -hmm. these days right so so it's, you know, for our industry, and I'm pretty sure I, you know, my fellow contentpreneurs <laughs> uh, like yourself, you know, have felt a bit of the roller coaster and the pressure, the extra pressure, I guess, to prove the value of, of, of content. And I feel like as we come out of this, uh, we're, we will uh, benefit from it. And I think, um, you know, due to the upheaval on social media platforms and um, the fact that like ads have been performing like garbage <laughs> over right. the last while and really negatively affected um, and all sorts of other forms of marketing have shown to be not as uh, rock solid as content and especially like search 
search driven content that you know, we're going to we're going to see more of an influx of exactly. of companies coming our way, businesses coming our way and saying, hey, um, I think it's time for us to invest in content. Right. Um, or at least that's my hope. <laughs> I, well, that's a good prediction. I love that. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. And yeah. I actually did have one more question. That's what, kind of a self-serving question. Um, how do you recommend to audiences, and I think hopefully our audiences will also have some benefit out of this response from you, is how do you recommend to uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs to find time to create content or to create a content calendar? Because I know for me, I struggle with that sometimes where I, you know, I'm like, oh, I have a million things to do. Like I'm running a business. Like how do you recommend to pin yourself down and to get that content out of yourself and into a video or into a blog post or whatever and, and still manage, you know, to create content on a regular basis. Yeah, I think the trick has always been uh, for me and also for my clients is to find that medium that that you feel like most natural in. So some people feel most natural, like having a conversation like this and voice. So just learning to use some of the equipment in the podcast recorders, that might be a really great way for you to proceed it could be it's a lower bar to entry than video but some people are really great on video and they actually feel like great like live streaming and they don't worry about um uh, you know any of the technicalities or editing and so live streaming is there it's pretty quick now touch of a button and if you're a if you're great talking with to a camera and you feel comfortable you know go for it um, some people are great writers. So it all depends on where you feel the, the strongest in, in your communications. And if it's like none of the above, um, you know, it may be time for you to find somebody to work with at, at your organization or hire a consultant to help you um, with that, that it's some, in a way that's sustainable for sure. But, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the end of the day, also, don't be precious about it. It's the internet. We all started somewhere. You can look back at my content <laughs> and see that I've, I've come a long way, baby. So, so, like, it's really important to, you know, just start, uh, just start and not be worried about what you're putting out there necessarily and uh, get comfortable with your medium of choice. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I like that answer. Um, and then the last question, last, last question, I promise, is how can our audiences get in touch with you? <laughs> uh, so I am known as Miss Rogue, R-O-G-U-E, almost everywhere. So you can find me on uh, Twitter under Miss Rogue. I think I'm even on LinkedIn under Miss Rogue. Um, you can also follow my company is Truly Inc. Um, and uh, there'll be, um, we're redoing our website and branding ourselves right now. It's always like the last, we're the, the what is it, the cobbler's children. It's going to last update. Right. <laughs> but we're hopefully getting that out pretty soon and we'll get some new content out through those channels as well. And how did you find, how did you get the name Miss Rogue? Uh, so that comes from uh, a mix of things. So number one, I'm a huge uh, uh, fan of of the uh, of superheroes, <laughs> and uh, Rogue was uh, one of my favorite uh, characters. I also loved Disco Dazzler back in the day, but that just didn't seem like the right kind of 
message in my name. Uh, also, a lot of people along the way, because of my kind of quirky approach to marketing, um, kind of gave me that name over the years, um, uh, started calling me a rogue, uh, marketing rogue. And so that, you know, coming together became my, and I'm an early adopter of the internet on the internet, as I mentioned earlier. Right. So back in that day, you didn't use your real name. <laughs> you used like a moniker, you used a persona. And uh, so Miss Rogue was mine. And, and, and I, I feel like I don't want to let it right. go awesome. fully. <laughs> I love it. Great. Well, thanks so much for being here, Miss Rogue, Tara. Uh, great to have you. And uh, yeah, thanks for providing such good information about content. I think there's definitely a big piece missing in the industry about uh, companies and businesses and entrepreneurs not creating enough content. And I, I really love talking about this and, and having a conversation. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Keith.